This is the Actors Room, episode number 37. And the episode title, Sean Penn. I'm nervous about this one. Uh, but here, this is the scoop. We are going to discuss Sean Justin Penn in detail today with my brother Dave in the Actors Room. So hang on real tight. It's going to be a ride. I started early on this friendship saying, you know, I'll be, I'll be sycophant, I'll be pal, I'll be co-worker, <laughs> I'll be, um, he, he had given so much before I ever met him. Just, you know, in the way that he created an excitement about the, the, the work that I and, and we in that, this business do. And, and, um, and also, you know, made it very clear that there are no limits to how you can um, share that human experience with other people in, in, uh, through acting. Um, so, as it turned out, we had things in common and struck up, you know, what I might say most valuably was a, a, a great friendship. And so he gave me the things that a great friend gives you, he gave, you know, concern and laughter and, um, uh, and I, you know, Compassion, I understanding. Yes. Motivation. Yeah. Encouragement. Encouragement. Uh, wisdom. All of the above. Woo! Here we are, back in the actor's room, and that was Sean Penn, of course, talking about his friendship with Marlon Brando. And that's a nice little clip there. It was an interview he gave a few days after Brando passed away, and Sean was pretty close to him near the end of his life. Uh, he even said that he was with him the week that he died, uh, they spent a lot of time together in Brando's bedroom. That's where he died. Brando died in his bed of uh, complications with breathing. He just, I think he got pneumonia, but he was really in bad shape. And Sean Penn and him bonded, and they talked about acting and talked about everything else. And that's another reason why I love Sean Penn so much is because of his high respect for the older actors, and especially Marlon Brando. He really did care for him. And the both of them shared a lot together. So I wanted to play that clip to start off this episode of Sean Penn. And my brother's here. Say hello, Dave. Hey, guys. Yes, and here we are. I'm, we got the my phone in the middle of us, and I'm going to try to position this a little better. Last week, or the last episode we did together, I think you were closer to the phone or something. I don't know. Oh, I, I mean... <laughs> So we swapped. I guess Last we time swapped. I was too far away with yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah, but you know what? We're going to do the best we can to give you a great show. Uh, talking about Sean Penn, as we talked earlier, how do you feel about it? He is a very interesting person, very controversial, very talented. Uh, there's a lot of layers to him that... You know, we I always go into this not knowing as much as, you know... Besides the acting, I don't know a whole lot about their personal life or, or whatnot. Well, with Sean, I, mean, I knew he was kind of a... He's a badass. Yeah, man. Like, if there's an actor like you're really kind of scared of, if you met him, he might right. be that guy. Like, like There's well, something. He's got that face. Like He looks pissed all the time. Yeah, well... It, Doesn't he? Well, 
in our Tom Cruise episode, you brought up that interview that uh, Tom Cruise gave and the guy had the microphone squirt water in his face. Right. Okay, and you brought up, you know, there are actors out there, you wouldn't even attempt to do something like yeah, that. he's one of them. And, like, and you can imagine, if they did that to Sean Penn, I don't know what would have happened. He'd punch him in the face. Yes, and there is a string of incidents with Sean Penn in that very thing, mostly with the paparazzi. Uh, when he started acting, you know, he wasn't really big. You know, he was on his way, doing well, and uh, he ended up meeting Madonna on the set. She was filming Material Girl, the video, Yeah. okay? And he decided to visit the set, and that's how they met. So they started a relationship and ended up getting married, of course. And there was an interview that he gave with Johnny Carson <clears throat> right after Madonna got married with Sean Penn. And Johnny Carson explained that I guess... Johnny Carson lived right next to where the wedding was and said there were 20, 30 helicopters hovering up. Oh He's like, God. how do you deal with that? Yeah. And I guess Johnny Carson said that there were people willing to pay Johnny Carson to go sit on his roof to watch the wedding and take pictures. It was that ridiculous. So this is what Sean Penn had to deal with, being married to Madonna, who was at that time, Probably one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, well, there was Michael Jackson. Yes. Obviously was the biggest. But Madonna was right there. And, you know, Penn was on the rise. He he was. He did some movies, but um, it seemed like he was more known for just being a, a dick to all the paparazzi. Well, and I think getting that, into a lot of fights. And it really started, I think, when he married Madonna. Because then you have two stars. One, a mega star. Yeah. Okay, and they would follow them around constantly. And the thing with Sean Penn is he has a short fuse. Big time. Okay? Uh, he's easily aggravated. He likes his privacy. Now, I think that he said at one point he accepted it. But these photographers, they're at you constantly. He said they provoke you. And you don't want to poke the tiger. And that's what they do with Sean Penn. Now, there is a string. And I want to go ahead and point this out real quick here. Um... We're going to go ahead and... I'm going to list. I have his... He went to jail. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yep. Okay? He went to jail for 60 days. <clears throat> now, it was a combination of a few things, but we're going to go over here. Okay. Um, Penn recounted the incident. Uh, in Richard T. Kelly's autobiography of Sean Penn, it was called Sean Penn, His Life in Times. Now, he described how after entering a hotel, someone lunged at him. So with his aid of a bodyguard, him and Penn grabbed the guy, ran him through the room to the balcony, and hung him over on the ninth floor. Oh my God. Penn claims that he then realized the man was a photographer, let him go, and was thrown into the jail. Now, this was overseas. When he noticed the cell door was open, he fled with his bodyguard and escaped the country. Now, later they pardoned him from this incident, wow. but he, it's like a movie. He yeah. hung some guy off of a balcony. Jesus The Christ. ninth floor, okay? And there's another incident where Madonna was getting hit on by someone she knew. He thought that she was being hit on, okay? She wasn't. Madonna knew this guy. He was like a screenwriter, okay? Okay. And he felt, Penn, thought that Madonna was being hit on. What did he do? Punched him in the face. <laughs> And later on that same year, he was arrested for running a red light, okay? So they pulled him over, 
and uh, he was drunk. Uh, so they tested him, and that will lead to him uh, going to jail for 60 days. And it was uh, after that, it was the 1989 incident. Now, I'm kind of diving into this stuff now because I want to set up with the kind of life that this guy had way back then and the kind of person he kind of is. Because, I mean, do you agree with me? He's just a volatile character. He, yeah, I mean, he still is kicking paparazzi around. I, I, I just There's, saw one recently. Yeah, it was not that long ago. They were, like, in the middle of the street, and he just started kicking. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. And he just started kicking him. Yeah, he's like, get out, get out. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking great. Okay, and <laughs> it, it, we have to bring up this incident, and this is the last one, and it's kind of significant because... Um, we don't know if it's true. And I remember reading about this when I was a kid and it just sort of stuck in my memory. So I looked it up again. Uh, now I just want to set this up by saying Madonna herself denies that this ever oh, happened. Oh, okay. I now, know do you know kidding. what I'm talking about? This is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Do you know the story? If you want to tell, go ahead. No, 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 no. Okay. Go ahead. I guess what happened was, this is the story. Madonna and him are on the, you know, outs. They were just not getting along, of course, for the upteenth time. They were near the end of their divorce. Papers were being signed, and the story is that Penn was sitting outside in his car, outside Madonna's house, waiting for her. Uh, I guess Madonna let the help leave early that day, so the, <laughs> the, hel help. Yeah. the help left, <laughs> and Sean decided to go ahead into the house. And in doing so, scared Madonna, they fought, uh, he struck her, tied her to a chair, and continued to berate her decided after a few hours to leave, leaving her alone for a few hours just by herself. He ended up coming back that night, and she convinced him to untie her. And she immediately ran out of the house, got in her car, called the cops on her car phone, and then went to the police station to give a statement. Now, they're both denying this, of course, because no one wants this to really happen. Uh, he has claimed that he never laid a hand on her, and she says the same. But I guess one of the police officers that she gave her statement to said that it looked like she had been hit. Hmm. Now, I, what these reports tell us, I don't know, but I thought I'd go ahead and put that in early in the episode because I want to get this crap out of the way because there's so much more to talk about with this guy. Yeah, so much more. And that stuff... It's not good. He's a tough guy. Uh, don't get in his way type guy. Uh, no bullshit with him. And so I want to go ahead and continue on. And Dave, I want you to go ahead and maybe start off something here if you want to talk about something. Well, uh, just I know we were just talking about that abuse. I know about in 2015, Penn went to sue uh, one of the writers for the Inquirer mm -hmm. because he made a statement that he... You know, abused women, abused Madonna, and took him to court. And Madonna testified okay. that he never, right, never laid a hand on her. So I want to put this out there. So that was. It's kind of like all these years later, he's finally his name is cleared. Is she lying? That's the that's the thing. It's like it was so long ago. You know, they went through a lot of shit together. Those two. It was a big deal when those two were married. Yeah, I mean, they were was. in the what the Star magazine. People magazine. Oh, they were in all. Oh my god, they were in it all the time. I just kept on reading up about their relationship and how <laughs> fucked up it was. Uh, kind of a big part of his life at that time. Not it was a big part of his life at that time. And he will end up saying that uh, his uh, marriage to Madonna, although rocky, uh, he he does think very highly of her now, uh, and says that that. 
that first date turned into a marriage. And we, we fought. We also got along very well, too. So there you go. Just yeah, wanted to okay. point that out. And I, I wanted <laughs> to say that I don't want to believe that he hit her. I just don't want to see that. Or you, uh, I agree. You lose a lot of respect, obviously. That's unacceptable. It's fucking bullshit if it's true. Yeah. But the fact that she denied it leads me to believe it didn't happen. But, you know. You just don't know. I guess we don't. Don't Only people that know are Sean Penn and Madonna. Yeah. And they seem to be okay with each other right now. Yeah. I mean, she could have easily said, yeah, he hit me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would think that if he did hit her, she would say that he did. Yeah, but I agree. I don't know. Oh, okay, so pushing all that stuff aside, wanted to get that out of the way. Because Sean Penn, in my opinion, I think I would put him top five all time. I agree with you. Do you agree with me? Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> okay. I was I was gonna ask you, is he better than Cruz? Yes. I agree. Do you agree? And I don't even think it's close. And I love Tom Cruise and we talked about it for three hours. Yeah. And how good he is, but Penn? There's, ah. there's so many more layers to Penn, and his versatility is it goes a long way with me. His versatility, yeah. That's why I love the Robert Williams so much, and when these actors are able to play all these different characters, um, and to do it so believable, it's there's a lot to be said about that. So I put him ahead of a lot of people. Yeah, me too. I mean, I put him ahead of De Niro. Okay, so we were to say top five. Mine would be Marlon Brando, okay? Um, Jack Lemon. Oh, yeah. Jack Nicholson. And I have De Niro pretty high, but I don't know if I put him top five anymore. Lawrence Olivier. Well, I can't do that. Okay. Cause... And Sean Penn. Okay. That would be my top five. Okay. If you're to have a, do you have... I, it's tough, man. I mean, obviously Brando's one, and, um, yeah, Lemon is up there, too. What about Jimmy Stewart? Um... I don't know if I put him top five. Maybe top ten. Yeah, that's tough. It's you also got some of the older actors like Henry Fonda, okay, uh, James Cagney. I don't know a lot of their work, though. but right, I really don't. Right, I mean, that, that's where I would put I, I would put a Christian Bale over a Jimmy Stewart. You're a big fan of Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. I, his versatility is just as strong to where. Yeah, I don't know. That I've never really sat down and made a list like I you know, did. I know, I know, I did. I know there's stuff. I know there's some that I disagreed with, or I'd move ahead. Yeah, you know, but uh, I never really made my own list. So yeah, but I the fact know. is, we he's pretty hold fucking him high in high regard as far as an actor goes. Um, he has stated in the past many, many times, and still to this day, that he doesn't like being an actor, and he does mirror Brando in that way. We're branded with disacting. Oh, it's a bum's life and it doesn't mean anything. Well, Sh- Sean Penn's different. He knows it means something. Right? Yeah, I think he does. Um, he, he There's something... Um, he does a lot of movies that are, he feels are important. Yes. So he, does, he takes it very seriously and he, he doesn't half-ass it, which is another thing I respect. So, um, yeah. It, okay. He, he's different from Brando. Brando was just cashing in checks to... For a while he was. For a long time. In the 60s and 70s? Yeah. 
Right. Where Penn may have done that a little bit here and there. But I think he really has uh, made a career of movies he really wanted to do because he felt strongly about them. Yeah, he felt strongly about them, cared about them. For sure. uh, Took his time with it. Um, Doing my research, I really didn't find too much of him preparing for roles. I think that he's just so in tune with what he's doing, what his point is, what he tries to bring across to the audience, that he finds it pretty easy to slip into another character, I think. One of those rare talents that has that ability. Um, and I want to go ahead and dive a little bit into his, uh, his childhood. Um, not much. I didn't find much about his childhood. <clears throat> From what I get, he was a pretty happy kid. He grew up in a household. His dad, Leo, was an actor slash director. And his mother, Eileen Ryan, she was an actress as well. She studied at the actor's <clears throat> studio. I think they both did. His dad and his mom in the 40s with Lee Strasberg. Uh, they did off-Broadway plays, did Broadway plays, and eventually moved out to California and set up shop there. Santa Monica is where they lived. And from what I get, he was a happy kid. He's got a brother. A young, uh, his brother's younger. Two brothers. He does. You're right. He has an older brother, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. who's also in the business. He's, yes, he uh, is. Oh, shit. He is a... Uh, uh, Michael, he's a, Michael Penn is a Mike, composer. He's a composer. He's <coughs> he an did, artist. Um, Jerry Maguire. He did uh, the soundtrack for Gary... I'm sorry, Jerry Maguire. Yes. Yeah. I also have The Last Kiss and Heart 8. And he's been married to Amy Mann since 97. Amy yes. Mann did uh, Magnolia. And what's weird is... The music. Is that Michael Penn did the, did the uh, <clears throat> composing for Boogie Nights years before with PTA. Oh, really? And then... The Michael met Amy Mann that same year that he made Boogie Nights. Okay. And lo and behold, Amy Mann does the soundtrack Magnolia. for Magnolia. Goes to show you. Network. It's all about who you know. Yeah. And I thought both of those soundtracks were tremendous. Mm-hmm. You know, And he's very talented. I guess Michael Penn had a string of songs and albums in the 80s that were moderately popular. They were critical successes. So, I mean, there you go. What a family. Right? <clears throat> Talented as yeah. hell. And of course, Chris Penn. And Chris Penn is younger. Footloose and Reservoir yes. Dogs. Yep. Um, passed away at 40, you said? Heart disease. Yeah. He never really took care of himself. He didn't look like it. Yeah, at the end there, he was getting kind of chubby. <laughs> Wasn't he? <laughs> chubby? That's a nice way to put yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he always was a bigger <laughs> type of guy, yeah, as opposed you, to Sean. Yeah, after Footloose, I mean, he was pretty fit in Footloose, but then again, he was probably, what, 18 years old. Yeah, he was pretty young, and... The both of them acted alongside each other in At Close Range with Christopher Walken. And even the mom was in that movie as well. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Okay. She would pop up in uh, Sean Penn movies from time to time, along with Chris. Um, they seemed like they were a really close family. Uh, they shared a lot of interests, of course, in the arts. And it goes to show you just how hard-driven that family is in the entertainment field. They just are. And Sean ended up being <clears throat> the biggest star of the family, of course. And would go on to have... Just a tremendous career. So I don't know how you want to get things started. Where, where do you want to start? I don't know, man. Uh, mm. As far as like the first movie he did, I want to start there. I want to go ahead before we start talking about his movies. I mentioned he went to Santa Monica, right? That's where they lived. Well, he went to Santa Monica High School. And here we go. Sean Penn was, uh, I think, the class of 78. But from what I gather, he didn't graduate. He was a dropout. Mm -hmm. I think he dropped out when he was a senior. Okay? Emilio Estevez graduated in 80. 
So they were in the same high school. Okay. Rob Lowe graduated two years later. Okay. Same high school. Charlie Sheen graduated a year after that with Chris Penn. Now, <laughs> yeah. Chris Penn and Charlie Sheen were kind of close because they were in the same grade. Okay. And their story is that they would all get together. Sean, Emilio, <clears throat> Rob Lowe, Charlie, and Chris and make movies together in high school. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Isn't it? Rob Lowe kind of talks about that in his uh, he did. his first book. Mm-hmm. Did you remember what he said? I can't remember what it entailed. Um, did no. he get into details? <clears throat> he A little bit. I can't remember. Fuck. I wish I... This is so long ago. I listened to the audiobook, so... And I highly recommend it. Yeah, that audiobook. Lowe yeah, it's good stuff. Job. But I remember one of them fucked up their leg or something they tried okay. to do some stunt and okay the one I, I don't remember which one of them broke their leg or fucked up their leg but yeah i mean that's crazy to think of these guys all those guys right kids <laughs> doing movies and uh you know they were uh, they're all close-knit they, and, and they had such a great opportunity to get into the business because martin sheen obviously was a good uh, yeah charlie sheen and emilio estevez's dad charlie sheen their real name is Estevez, by the way. Um, Charlie decided to go with the stage name, Sheen, when he got into the business. And Emilio decided to keep the name. So Estevez is their real name. So it's, Well, Sheen took it after his dad. Yeah, Charlie is really Charlie Estevez. Right. In the yearbook, yeah. that's their name. When you look them up. Yeah. jumping on his dad's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't Rob Lowe have that one story where I guess when they were kids... Rob Lowe would go over to the Estevez's house and hang out, whatever. And he said that Martin was in the middle of making Apocalypse Now. Yeah, and he's... Right? Yep. And he was insane. So into the role, he was up in a tree or something like that? Well, no, he was... Um, <laughs> they're walking down, like, near the house. And he and Martin Sheen was, like, hiding in the fucking bushes <laughs> and scared the shit out of him. He was all decked out in, like, in an army gear Right, he was all ducked out. In the, oh, my in, God. In, Camouflage. <laughs> scaring the shit out of the kids. Yeah. He was, but I think I remember Rob Lowe saying how neurotic Martin Sheen was mm-hmm. at that time. And I think he was. During the, the whole Apocalypse Now experience that he had. Oh Lost his God. fucking mind. And Sean Penn would end up saying that he felt Marlon Brando's performance in Apocalypse Now was one of the greatest he'd ever seen. Really? Yes. I don't know if I agree with that. It was good. A lot of improv yeah. from Brando yeah. in that movie. And Sean Penn really respected that role, that performance. And uh, has nothing but high things to say about Brando. And that's another reason why I uh, I love Sean Penn because well, of that. Actors, most actors do. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. <clears throat> Come on. But the way he became friends with them, too. And that's another thing with Sean. They would say he would be friends with a lot of different people in the business. Uh, he would hold conferences to talk about a movie with Spielberg. And then later that evening, you'd see him hanging out with the Hells Angels. Mm-hmm. He was everywhere. Always making contacts, getting his hands in everything, uh, socially and, you know, with the business, whether it's a project or something. He was just always around, always into something, keeping busy. That's just the way he was. Yeah. So I wanted to put that little tidbit about high school stuff because I find that stuff so cool. Yeah. That all those guys went to the same high school and made it big. So you could imagine that Sean Penn would be one of those people who would call up uh, his friends and be like, you want to just hang out tonight? And they would just hang out. So I think that that's what they did, even with Cruz. I guess Cruz said his first time flying into Los Angeles, mm-hmm. didn't didn't Sean Penn pick him up? Yeah, yeah. they were friends. 
They were friends. And uh, Sean Penn ended up driving him to Lucille Ball's house, mm-hmm. right? Kind of showing him around Hollywood. Well, I think it was... Um... There was a, fr- a friend of Sean Penn's. I can't think of who it was. Who mm-hmm. was apparently obsessed with Lucille Ball. Yeah, I think or his last name like was Van Sant, Van Saint, or something like that. Not Gus I, Van Sant. No, it was his name was Jerry. Okay. Van, I don't even think he was related to Gus. Okay. No. But yeah, I think he he took him uh, to Lucille Ball's house because he was such a fan, mm-hmm. and Cruz happened to be there too. You know, right? Kind of right. like stalking almost. They were sort of stalking Lucille yeah. Ball. Yeah. Interesting. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, man. Anyways. Yeah, I think, well, with this childhood, I think that's, you know, he he dropped out of high school and then he studied acting. He wanted to be an actor right from the start. He knew it, right? Where did he study? That I could not find out. I think there wasn't a particular school he went to. I think he just took classes. He ended up taking classes with a few other actors and actresses. I can't think of them right now, but he just uh, studied in certain classes. I don't know if he had a, a... Technique? Did he go to the actor studio? Did you find any research I, I about that? I don't know. I don't think he did. I kind of... <clears throat> if anything, uh, you don't necessarily have to take on the um, uh, what do you would call that? When we went to the playhouse. I mean, you make a commitment like for a year or two at a certain conservatory, where you can do that at the actor studio. You can go for like two, three, four, five years. I think Bradley Cooper was there for a while. I mean, you watch some of those actor studio things. Bradley Cooper was in the audience for like 10 right. of them. Yeah. So obviously he was there for a while. And you can go for as long as you want. You can also just take classes if you want. You can just mm-hmm. pay by the class. And I think that's what he might have done. Like our buddy George Cat, Remember George? Oh, of course. Okay? He does that. He does a project. And then, and then he comes back to New York. Study a little bit. And he'll take a few classes at the actor studio. So I think that's what Sean Penn did. And do you have a little information about how he got into the business, you know, performing? No, I don't. Because I know he did a few plays. I okay. know that for a fact. He did plays and then started auditioning for movies, just like Tom Cruise. Very similar. Um, started on Broadway. Starting on Broadway and then getting the, he got the role in Taps. I believe that's his first movie, just that's, like yeah, Tom. That's what I have. Although Tom did uh, that, that, that Brooke Shields movie, Endless <coughs> Love. Oh, um, right. But that was a small role. Taps, I think, is that what you have his first movie as? 1981. 19, I'm trying to see here. I have Bad Boys. I must have skipped over Taps. I did. <laughs> yeah, Bad Boys is 83. <laughs> okay, so Taps was first. And you also skipped over Fast Times at Ridgemont High, How did which I was do... 82. I thought I had that in here. Wow. We're starting this off real nice. <laughs> this is not going well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so interested in le- his later films in his life that I sort of just brushed over Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is just <laughs> incredible. Yeah, that's a classic. Isn't it a classic? A cast that's filled with a bunch of great young actors. Eric Stoltz actually is in that movie. Yeah, there's... um. You know, got Judge Reinhold, Phoebe Cates, um, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee. And uh, so, yeah, if we're we gonna pass taps and well, just go yeah, into fast I mean, times. like you said, you never seen taps. No, I I haven't. And because we just did Tom Cruise together, we'll move on. And if you want to talk about fast. Times. I don't know if you have any notes about Fast Times. Yeah, I mean, it's based on, and I didn't know this, it's okay. based on the 1981 book by Cameron Crowe. Right. Which I thought was crazy. Yeah. Um, he wrote the screenplay. 
Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's, I mean, I have a few notes about it. Um, Penn was really into it. Like, he oh, would yeah. only answer to his, his character's name, Spicoli. Spicoli. Mm-hmm. It, I think even on his, uh, uh, in his dressing room door, it didn't say Sean Penn, it said Spicoli. Spicoli, yeah. So, <laughs> it's like that method actor. He went method. You know, like, Dustin Hoffman would be proud. Right, he went Which, with... Where would you put Hoffman? Yeah, see, top ten. Top and you skip Daniel Day Lewis. Oh shit! Right, maybe I should put Daniel Day and higher. He's obviously than, like, top five. Lawrence Olivier. I know we're getting sidetracked again, but it's like you said, it's so hard to rank them. It is. It's it, nearly they impossible. They all do something great in their own way, and yeah, whatever. But uh, but you, yeah, making that point about him really taking the method to another level and only calling him Spicoli on set. And I went ahead and watched a few clips of this movie again today, and the. He really does. Like, when he comes into the room, he's late for his first class, and he's got that little note or his schedule or something like that, and he goes up to that dick teacher. He's and such an asshole, he's man. He's so good. And he's like, yeah, man, I, get, I couldn't find the room. And he's like, here's my card. And he, way he looks over into the class, and he goes, hey, man, I know that dude. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because that's what kids did back then. Yeah. You know? Hey, man, I know you. <laughs> And uh, there's a great scene between him and Judge Reinhold where Sean Penn's character Spicoli goes into like where uh, Judge Reinhold works. It's like a convenience store. And he walks in there. He's like, hey, man, you used to work at that burger place, remember? He goes, yeah, I know. I worked there seven months ago. He's like, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And he's buying like a few things. He takes out all these like little change. You can tell like he doesn't have any money. He's completely broke, this guy. And Judge Reinhold's like, you know, why don't you just get a job, Spicoli? He's like, why would I do that, dude? He goes, all I need are... Or what does he say? Like, all I need is those tasty waves and and a good buzz to go on, and I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> Just a great character in uh, you know film history as far as stoners go, and that whole like beach bum attitude. It was beautifully done by Penn. The allegedly, uh, when Penn and his pals were uh, the they leave the van to go to the prom. Okay. Apparently he was really smoking weed with his buddies yeah, there. Yeah, that's what the director said. They came out of the van or something. And they were really and stoned. A puff of smoke came out. <laughs> oh man. Good for him. And uh Sean Penn himself is a very big uh surfer. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was like his life. So that role fit him very well. I mean he lived in California, man. He was surfing. And uh, a movie that came out a few years ago called The Gunman. I don't know if you know this movie. I know of it. I watched it a few weeks ago. And there's a scene where he's surfing. There's no doubt about it. They got him up on the, I mean, these huge waves. Nice. And it's him. And he's surfing <clears throat> at the age of 55, however old he was at that time. He loves surfing. It's a part of his life. All right. <clears throat> so talking about fast times, we'll move on to what? Well, is it Bad Boys would be next? Yeah, 1983, a year later, he did Bad Boys. Damn good movie. Damn good movie. Um, I don't think I've seen that. No. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that. Bad Boys, he gets uh, sent to prison. So it's it's a prison movie. Mm-hmm. Um, does you? This is the role for me where I see... Feel, I, I kind of see the feel of Sean Penn coming to light in terms of his acting ability. Uh, he went from... Spicoli, okay, to this role. Serious. And it's a serious role, and I think he got a taste of that. I could do this, too. You know, now the world is opening up for me. And I have a few notes here about this movie. Um, To play the youth, his name is Mick O'Brien. 
Now, he wanted to have his perfect teeth filed down and capped with ugly tops and have maybe a few cracked ones, he said. Now, Penn's mother was like, no, you're not going to do it. You're not going to ruin your perfectly good teeth to take on a roll. You're going too far, Sean. So he ended up not doing that. <laughs> and Probably a good idea. To prepare for the movie, I guess, Rick Rosenthal and Sean Penn went out riding with the Chicago Police Department. In, uh, on the second night they were doing this, Penn was mistaken for a real criminal and was assaulted by one of the officers. And I want to go ahead and put this in. This is a fascinating quote. And here it goes. Quote, I want to see... Now, this is from Penn. I want to see more films about the way the world really is. With those so-called escapists or pure entertainment movies, you come out and the world seems so dull. You want to go back inside. But I think reality should be more fun than fantasy. I think the real world's the most exciting thing of all. And that whatever is wrong with it, it can be fixed. I'm an opportunist. End of quote. Hmm. Okay, very important quote because I think that plays into how he feels about the world and how he feels about art. I have been an advocate on this in my episodes about all these big, flashy movies. Okay? And yeah. that was the dog up there, if you heard that. Yeah, He's barking at have, something. may have heard Finn. <laughs> okay? I'm not big into those superhero movies and things <laughs> right. blowing up. <laughs> to me, that's just entertainment. Okay? Bubblegum right. entertainment. When I want to sit down and watch a movie, I want to be moved. I want to feel something. I want it to mean something. Sean Penn feels the same way. How do you feel? Yeah, about no, that? I, I agree with you. Um, most of the movies I like, uh, I, I do like a lot of the superhero movies. You know that. Although at this point, I can't keep up anymore. Yeah, there's I'm so lost. many of Dude, them. I mean, it's at a point now where I'm, I'm so behind that I don't even know where to start anymore. It's um, ridiculous. But, I mean, I, I do enjoy those for what they are. Yeah. They're fun. You know, they're interesting. And I'm not, I'm not even a comic book guy. It just You find them interesting yeah. and fun, and that's it, what they they're are. Fun. They're supposed to be entertaining, and but they are. It, it seems like that's the only movies coming out that uh, anyone's really talking about. Or, I think so. I think you're uh, right. It, it just seems like the shift in movies is kind of away from what it was when we were growing up and the 90s and even you know 2000s it seems like that's what pen thinks yeah, too there's it's almost harder to find those movies because they're really not being eh, i don't know they're harder it, to find it, it and they does were, they were easier to find back then and thank god pen was around this time and was able to experience that sort of art form that we experienced in the 70s 80s and even 90s i, mean, I think right even up till then, I think they were still doing some yeah. more interesting things than they are now. Maybe I'm wrong. I think they're still getting made. There's, okay. the, there's, um, man, I'm having brain fart. <laughs> That's okay. But I wanted to put that quote in because uh, it explains Sean Penn a little bit more. I think diving into him, getting into his head, and how he feels about movies, about his business and the business that he's in. And he feels very strongly about it. And he only picks the movies that interest him, like you said. Okay? Mm -hmm. Things that he wants to do. Not things that are going to be commercial-based. He's not about that. And I told Dave earlier, he's not going to be in these superhero movies. He's just not going to do it. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> no, Would not... you see Sean Penn in a Marvel movie? He's never no going to do something way. like that. And thank God. Because I'd be shocked if he does. But... Okay, but you want to move on? I have the next one on my list, uh, Falcon and Snowman. 
Um, okay, go ahead. Uh, what, did you have anything before that? No. Okay. No. Did you ever, you ever see this one? No, okay. I haven't seen that either. Um, I, <laughs> no, I saw it a I, long time ago. I missed actually. out a lot of his early stuff here. I watched this one, in I think in the 90s, I checked it out. Um, because I'm a big Penn fan, I wanted to see every movie that he's done. Um, and this one is co-starring uh, Timothy Hutton. In him. Oh, yeah, again. Yeah, they went through a lot of research together to prepare for this role. They were playing real people. Uh, so uh, Penn really did go through a physical transformation, gained 30 pounds for the role, uh, really messed up with his, you know, makeup, and got it, it, did his, I think he tweezed his eyebrows a certain way where they would, they would go a certain way, and he really did change his face for this role. Um, and I guess he went to Mexico and snuck into the Russian embassy. To prepare for the role. Think about that. Wow. He goes to Mexico and sneaks into a Russian embassy just to get that rush. To see what it would feel like. To actually do it. So he, he did that, which I thought was pretty interesting. <clears throat> and I guess he didn't get along with the director of this film. I guess his name was John Schlesinger. They did not get along at all. Now, I guess, like I said, he under, underwent the transformation. Now, Penn wore deep blue contact lenses. Trimmed down his eyebrows, like I said, and used a set of dentures to make his teeth identical to the the person he was going to play. And um, he grew a mustache, real kind of sleazy mustache, (laughs) and even gained, oh, I'm sorry, he gained 50 pounds. Wow. That's a lot, man. Gaining 50 pounds. That's impressive. And a movie to uh, take notice. It's very early in his career, uh, getting his feet wet in the business and doing a great job. Got great reviews. Uh, what do you have after uh, Falcon in the Snowman? I have uh, 1986. He did At Close Range. Yes, sir. <clears throat> That's next on my list. Christopher Walken. One of my favorites of Pence. Really? Yeah. No and kidding. I, for some reason, uh, there is just something about this movie. You got Christopher Walken in this movie, which I love. Very underrated actor, I think. Underrated? I Bullshit. Do. I don't know, man. Maybe just because he's getting older Dude, now. He's so beloved. Yeah, yeah I guess Everybody so. loves Christopher I Walken. Guess so. I'm wrong on that. I take that Not back. even close to being underrated. Okay, all right. He's right where he should be. He's right where he should be. Absolutely. <laughs> but Madonna ended up doing a few songs in the movie. Yeah, yeah, Live to Tell. Mm-hmm. So they were an I item like at this song yeah. a lot. I do. I have that on my playlist. Song. Yeah. And uh, it plays into the movie very well. Uh, Sean's performance is uh, it's very reserved, I thought. Laid back. Uh, he doesn't have really any blow-up scenes that I can remember. Um, not that I can remember No, either. I don't think he did. He was pretty laid back. Mary Stuart Masterson is also in the movie. I thought they had some nice chemistry. Um... And I have a note here, and I don't know if you remember the Christopher Walken interview yes. that he said about the gun. Yes. You want to talk about that? This is great. Yeah. Go for it. Did he say this on the studio? Yeah, he did. Studio? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Christopher Walken doesn't like guns. Hates guns. Hates them. And Me too. Yeah, I, I don't like him either. And uh, he, when he's doing a movie that has a gun... He always checks it. The prop gun, he's always... Just, just to make Just sure. to be safe, mm. he checks it. And uh, there's a scene where Penn's holding a gun, pointing yeah. at Christopher Walken. Oh, and, and I guess that would be a blow-up scene. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that, that could be a blow-up if you're pointing a gun at somebody. <laughs> there we you're go. not exactly calm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, they're doing this take over and over, and then the director, between the take, yells, Get the other gun. No, Sean Penn said that. 
Are you sure? Sean Penn went off set and said, all right, give me the other gun. And it came back with, with the gun. With a different gun that different gun. Christopher Walken didn't check, didn't know, <laughs> you know, he didn't know where this gun even came from. And so that reaction that he gets is real. Is very real because he's scared. He Walken was petrified. Yeah. It could have been a real gun with a real fucking bullet in there. Could have been. Heaven forbid that thing goes off. You got Sean Penn's history. In latest news, Sean Penn shoots and kills Christopher Walken. On set of at close range, <laughs> news at 11. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure that was a fun set to be um, on. And I also have a note. It, it co-stars also David Strathorn. Strathairn? Oh, yeah. Who I think, if you're talking underrated, he's very underrated. Yeah, he He's is. never a star of a movie. Most people probably don't even know him except for if you're right. He was in Sneakers. Yes. He was in um, uh, League of Their Own. Yeah, he, he played was. the. Well, I mean, what did what, he play? What like kind a of general manager? He was in charge of getting the league together. He That's the, right. The, he, yes. The, the glasses and the hat all the time. Um, just I, I, There's something about him that I... He's always money. He's very good. You're right. And uh, he, he never really was in like, a whole lot of movies where he was the lead. He always played know. like a supporting role, but fucking nailed it every time. He would have good roles, but never carry a movie. He would always be a supporting role. For the most part, yeah. Yes. He may have had a couple. Where now, maybe, what part... He was just one of the people hanging out at the house. I don't know, but I have him as a cast. Let me. I think that he was probably just like Crispin Glover was in that movie. Yeah, too. Crispin Glover, <laughs> uh, Kiefer Sutherland was also in it. I don't remember Kiefer Sutherland in that movie. Dude, it's been a long time since oh I've seen God. it. It's been probably since New York. So yeah. we're talking like 99 or mm-hmm. something was the last time I saw it. But, but yeah, uh, I remember Crispin Glover. I'm a big Crispin Oh, God, I love Crispin was Glover. Was he not in that movie? Maybe David Straithairn? Maybe he was? Yeah, no, he's he cast was. in here. Okay. okay. Small role, I'm sure. Because so, I don't so. remember him at all in that movie. Not very memorable, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. Crispin is because he's just so weird. You Crispin think, Glover. You, you don't get much weirder oh as an actor God. than Crispin Glover. I mean, he's out there. That interview he gave with David Letterman on the Letterman show. I he's didn't. dancing around with those big shoes and he was flailing around and one of his shoes came off and hit David Letterman. <laughs> Letterman was pissed. <laughs> what yeah. do you expect when you have Crispin Glover on? These big fucking like clog, clog shoes where the fuck they are with a heel on them. Like, are we talking kiss shoes? Like yeah. Simmons like, would wear? like those high shoes. He's dancing around like right next to David Letterman, like right up by the desk. He's dancing around and it flew off his foot and it hit Letterman. And I was like, what are you doing? Sit down. <laughs> No. You moron. <laughs> you can't contain Crispin Glover. No, you can't. He's on his own level, level of reality. And you're not invited. <laughs> you're not invited to that party. No, it's just a party for Crispin. That's it. He, he doesn't like people. <laughs> at all. Oh. Okay. But at close range, I mean, wow. I, um, okay, I have a note uh, before you yeah, say yeah. yours. Um, this is hilarious. Okay. The role of Brad, which is Christopher Walken, uh-huh. okay, was originally offered to guess who? Robert De Niro. Wow. Now, De Niro turned it down because he tell he felt the character was too dark. What? <laughs> Are you Where sure was that's he? What he said that's what I have. That's completely ridiculous. I'm not sure I buy do you, does he remember that he did Taxi Driver? I, 
Does, does he was like, okay, I, I did that, and I'm never doing anything closely, well, but yeah. then I'm going to do Goodfellas, because that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, from what I heard... Casino. Uh, De Niro pretty much blocks out Taxi Driver. He doesn't want anybody talking about that movie, because uh, that uh, John Hinckley, the one that tried to kill mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan, yeah. he did that because of that role, Travis Bickle role. Yeah, he tried to emulate Yeah, him. he did. And De Niro, like, you bring up Taxi Driver, he gets pissed. He blocks it out. He's like, I I'm can talking see about why. It. I mean, so maybe he just completely forgot about that movie. <clears throat> but I found that interesting that he turned down crazy. that role. Wow. I'm glad he did because Christopher Walken, fantastic yeah. in that movie. Fantastic. A major sleaze bag. Dude, I Walken's mean, great in everything. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. Even those stupid comedies he does, he's good in. Which ones are you talking about? Click. Remember he was in Click? You didn't like Click? Oh, I lo- it's a stupid comedy, though. Yeah. Well, and he's really weird in it, being Christopher Walken being weird yeah. <laughs> wasn't he also in um oh god it was another adam sandler movie well yeah he was also in uh billy madison billy Ma- was it billy was Ma- it? no yeah. it was something else i thought oh man it's escaping me oh, no shit. he was in joe dirt that's, that's what it. i was thinking that's what i was thinking of yeah, yeah he got that he got that boner yeah or something. he got the boner at the end of the movie chad <laughs> like legs went on for days <laughs> <laughs> any Anyway, did you you wanted to say something? Uh, about no, no. I was if we wanted to move on. Uh, this this next movie, I remember watching this once again. This is like I haven't seen it since '99, but yeah. I remember it being great. Is Colors mm-hmm. with Robert Duvall? Yes, sir. And doing my Robert Duvall uh, episode, whenever Robert Duvall brings up Sean Penn, he get he gets a little like angry. It's really funny. Uh, Sean Penn will come up and he just goes, "Ugh, that kid." He would call him kid. He would call great. him by his name. He doesn't call him Sean. He calls him that kid. And during this movie, Sean Penn was going through some shit with Madonna, the whole paparazzi thing. He was in the middle of all that when this <laughs> movie evolved. Yeah, I know. He was putting up with this shit. Okay. Of Penn just being difficult on set. Um, and uh, you have some notes about uh, colors because he I, fell in love with Dennis Hopper during this movie. Dennis Hopper directed it. And the two of them bonded very much so, <clears throat> excuse me, that Sean would end up naming his first child, boy, Hopper. His name is Hopper Jack right, Penn. Right. Hopper for Dennis Hopper. Mm. Now, Sean would say, oh, it was just a name we liked. Nah, bullshit. It's Hopper. Come on. He denies and it. He up. loves Dennis. And Jack is another close friend of his, Jack Nicholson. They're very close as well. And uh, um, I'm going to see what kind of notes I have here. Uh, I guess Sean was arrested in 1987 when this movie was being made. Spent 33 days in jail for assaulting someone on set, an extra. Yeah. Okay? Smacked him in the face. And the reason why is because he was taking snapshots of him and Duvall. Warned him to stop. And when he continued to take pictures, he punched him in the face. Okay. Just a, (laughs) a forewarning. If you ever see Sean Penn, <laughs> do not take a picture of the guy. I would not take his picture. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. He hates cameras. He's just not a big fan. <laughs> oh, my God. And I guess um, Dennis Hopper really wanted Mickey Rourke to play Sean Penn's character first. Huh. Um, he was very impressed with Rourke's performance in Rumblefish. I don't know if you remember that movie. That's a very artistic movie. Mm-mm. It's got uh, Matt Dillon. Matt it's directed Dillon. by Francis Ford Coppola and Mickey Rourke. It's a very different kind of independent <laughs> feel movie to it. I think it's black and white. Very raw. Hmm. And Rourke sort of broke out in that movie. Dennis Hopper wanted him. 
Work couldn't do it. He was doing another project, so Penn got it instead. Huh. So that's the note I have on Colors. Okay. And a great movie. Yeah, highly recommended. Yeah, and I'll, I'm going to tell you right now. It's a movie about gangs in, in L.A. And Sean Penn plays a rookie cop, and Duvall plays the, you know, the seasoned veteran the vet. cop yeah. trying to teach Sean Penn the ropes. And Sean Penn is just this renegade, you know, fresh cop that just wants to, you know, save the world. And he's kind of a dick. And he played it pretty well. <laughs> well, not too far from reality. Yeah. And before we get into the next uh, film, I want to go ahead and mention that Sean Penn's dad, Leo, was in the business being an actor and director and was blacklisted. And I don't know if you know what blacklisted means, our audience, but it means that they were leftists, okay? They supported the left. And when all that shit was going down with Russia and communism... Uh, if you attended any sort of meetings at all, you were blacklisted. And if they found out, they barred you from doing movies. So his dad, Leo, was banned from making movies. So he spent a lot of time directing uh, television shows, mostly. And he would act in television shows as well. But one of the TV movies that he did was called Judgment in Berlin. I watched it last night. It was directed by his dad. Sean's in it. So was the mom. Chris, no Chris, but Martin Sheen's in it, another connection from back in the day. He played a big role. He played a judge. Um, and it's a, the movie itself, was, it was slow moving, kind of boring. It's about uh, East Berlin and the wall. You know how the, they had the wall yeah. back then? They had East and West <clears throat> Berlin. So that's what the movie was about, a political movie. And Sean would end up saying that his dad was just very... Um, stern with his beliefs about politics and i think that sort of uh went with sean as well rubbed off on it him. really did he looked up to his dad very much <laughs> they were very close um i think that he really trusted his dad with any advice he gave him about the business and his dad supported him in whatever he did and i really wanted to point that out because sean feels that you know his dad even served during the war he was uh um he was going up in the planes. He was in the Air Force. And just like our grandfather, Robert, mm -hmm. uh, he was a tiny guy. So he would be pushed into the gunner position in the plane. Where's that really small area in the plane? He was a gunner. He went up on 33 missions in the war. And they said that in the position that he was in, that there would be maybe eight missions that you would go on. Well, he would volunteer to go on other missions. Jeez. He just wanted to be in the shit. And, you know, do it for his country. He loved America. And him being shunned by the entertainment business really upset him. And when Sean remembers, as a boy, walking around sets, because, I mean, that's what his parents did. So as a boy, he would walk around the sets. And one of the sets that he was walking on was a film by Aaliyah Kazan. Mm. Now, you don't know about <clears throat> Kazan. He was in the same boat. He was nearly blacklisted as well. He got out of it because he named names. Something that you didn't do back then. Yeah. But Kazan wanted to keep working in the business. So he named names and was shunned by other actors and directors in the business. So when Sean and his dad were walking through one of Kazan's movies, Kazan noticed Leo and was like, hey, Leo, how are you? And Leo completely ignored him. Wow. And Sean's like, why didn't you say hello, dad? And he explained why. Wow. Because of that. So... Huh. Just wanted to point that out, and uh, Sean did act in one of his movies called Judgment in Berlin. I don't recommend it. 
It's on Netflix, I think. That's <laughs> oh, how is I. Is it really? Yeah, that's how I saw it. Okay. So, what's the next one you have on your list? Um, beer. A beer break. <laughs> we're so, gonna take a beer break, and we're gonna be right yeah. back. All right, man. Next okay, up, we got the beer. We got the <laughs> beer okay. is in hand. All right. All right. So, uh, in 1989, he did Casualties of War, mm-hmm. which is uh, directed by Brian De Palma. Yeah. Also with Michael J. Fox. Oh yeah. Now, I mean, this came out in '89. I was nine. Yeah. But I probably saw it maybe ten or something. Mm, okay. Not exactly a movie, a ten year old or no, not really. eleven year old. I'm surprised you were that young when you saw it. Yeah, I, I our I parents were pretty cool. We probably cool around that age. And if you haven't seen this movie, uh it's really disturbing. It's kind of a, a one timer. I don't know why you would ever want to watch it again. <laughs> because it's it's based on a book uh by Daniel Lang, who he wrote it back in nineteen sixty nine. Oh, okay. And it was on actual events and an incident on uh, Hill 192 in 1966 during the, the Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. And uh, it's a rough one to watch. It's basically Sean Penn. Um, I mean, it's basically, it's well, from what I remember, I mean, he's basically just raping this girl, mm-hmm. this Vietnamese girl. Almost, it seems like the whole movie. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And, you know, it, it, that's just what it seems like. I mean, just, you know, torturing and, and beating this, this woman and, and raping her and the other soldiers are taking turns. I mean, it's a fucking difficult movie to watch. Yeah, their platoon, I, from what I remember, their platoon was pretty small. There was Michael J. Fox, uh, John Leguizamo was one of them. Uh, was John C. Riley? For some, I don't think he was. Um... I think, I'm trying to think of the other actors, but the point I'm trying to make is there was a small group of soldiers, and Sean Penn was the head guy. Mm-hmm. He was the platoon leader. And they're going through the shit. You know, war is war. And the enemy is the enemy. And from Sean Penn's perspective, they got a, a Vietnam, Vietnam girl, okay? And Sean Penn had it in his mind. They were all going to take turns with this girl, and they had to do it. Are we in, guys? Or are we out? Well, Michael J. Fox was out. He had yeah. nothing to do with it. John C. Riley is in that. Okay, and he he and John C. Riley and Michael J. Fox, I think, were kind of kind of buddies in uh-huh. this troop. And John C. Riley, I think, was kind of on that. You know, Michael J. Fox was the good guy. He's yeah. I'm not doing that. This is wrong. Yeah. And John C. Riley, for the most part, was on his side of this is wrong. But I think near the end, he does kind of. He does. He did participate. He does. They all did, except yeah. for Michael J. Fox. It's a brutal movie. Oh, it I, is. I kind of, I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah, I don't it, think it's a movie I recommend either. No, um, maybe just for the acting, um, because I'm going to say this right now. <clears throat> I believe that Michael J. Fox acted better in that movie than Sean Penn. Wow. Not one of my favorite Sean Penn movies, because I really don't think he did a very good job. And that's the only one. Really? I didn't like his acting in. That's the only one. I remember that. Huh. And when I went back and watched, I watched like little clips of this movie when I did the Michael J. Fox episode several weeks ago. And I remember feeling the same way today that I did back then. I just was not impressed with Sean. I thought he pressed a little too much in this movie. I don't know why. He just, his character was very macho. More macho than Sean himself. I mean, he was just, the way he jerked around in his character like, some actors have that ability to just kind of change the way they walk and the way they mm-hmm. just stand. And I think Sean did that for this movie. Went a little <laughs> over the top. 
But like I we said, not a movie recommend anyway, right? Mm-mm. But Michael J. Fox, amazing in this movie. It's his, it's his movie too. This yeah. is a Michael oh, J. Fox absolutely. movie. Yeah. So is there anything else you have on that one? Um, Casualties of War, 1989. Yeah. Nothing yeah, else? For um, <clears throat> this tidbit, okay. for Michael J. Fox's shots, uh, Penn would be uh, telling him that he was just a little television actor, nothing yes. more. Yep. And, you know, and Tell De, me De Palma wanted that real reaction yep. from Michael J. Fox of like, you prick. It was a tough movie for Michael to do, he said. No kidding. It was well, a tough movie all around. I, it's kind of shocking he did that because he was, you know, a television actor. Yeah. He wanted Family to do something like that, and, though. And such a goody to yeah, that. Yeah, I think he wanted to do something different, spread his wings, and he did, but it was a hard picture to make. And having Sean Penn follow you around all, t- all day, telling you're like a twerp, two-bit actor, <laughs> TV actor, yeah. it really broke him down. And it showed in his performance. So maybe... Sean Penn did a better job working up Michael J. Fox than yeah. actually acting in the yeah. movie, in my opinion. All right. Okay. Um, I got a, a gem of a film I have next. What do you have next? Probably the same one you do. Well, let's hear it. We're no angels. Yes, sir. Woo! I love it. I, d- dude, okay. All right. I've seen this movie several times. It's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, Sean Penn star in it. You got John C. Riley in it again. Um, just a bunch of cool actors in this movie. Demi Moore is in this movie, and uh, I love his comedy. Sean Penn plays like a dumb guy. He's just stupid as shit. Dumb as nails, and they pretend to be priests. And it was like in another country or something, wasn't it? Was it Canada? Was it Canada? Because they're, they're convicts. Yeah. Right? And they escape, and they end up hiding away in a monastery or something like that, right? Yeah, they, they go to Canada. They go to Canada to escape the law. And ended up being priests the whole movie and having to cover up their identity. And it's really funny. It's a fun movie to watch. I recommend it very highly. Seeing Sean Penn act this way, a comedy role, just like Fast Times. Got a little glimpse of that again. kind of similar. And it worked. Mm -hmm. I thought that De Niro did well in that role, too. Being a comedic actor. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's where the versatility, like, he does so much drama. For the most part. For the most part. But he does some comedy. I mean, you saw that in Fast, Time, Fast Times at Ridgemont and We're No Angel. This was <clears throat> this was written by David Mamet, a Playhouse alum. All right. <laughs> um, Robert De Niro and Sean Penn share the same birthday, August 17th. <clears throat> De Niro is 17 years older. They often have parties celebrating together on their birthdays. Fucking thought that awesome. was a nice little tidbit there. Hanging out with the actors. Having <laughs> birthday parties. Okay. I don't want to think I want to get too much into We're No Angels. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it is it's, what it is. It's a movie to touch on. Yeah. And we'll move on to probably one of the best movies in my collection that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, I. it's been a few years since I've seen it, more than a few years. And what movie is that? State of Grace. State of Grace. Yes. State of Grace. Do you want to go ahead and... Talk about this one. Yeah. Um, 1990 came out. Uh, it was inspired by the real-life Hell's Kitchen gang, the Westies. Yes. And a lot of the the things that happened in the movie were based on actual events. Okay. Like the uh, dead man hands. The you dead, know, yes. Dead, you know. That scene where he's up on the that building with Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. And they had that fridge. And what's in the fridge? 
hands. <laughs> hands. Hands. Not attached to a body. Now, just why, hands. Dave, why would they have hands in a refrigerator? To uh, set somebody up. You know, would, no fingerprints. For prints. Fingerprints of a dead guy. Yeah. Um, they would keep hands in the fridge to put fingerprints on a gun. Yeah. Because Gary Oldman would say, like, you're so sick and tired of throwing away a perfectly good piece. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I hope that was your favorite gun. Uh, no, is, that's that later. was later on in the movie, or earlier. Earlier in the movie, I think. Do you want to mention that part? Well, oh, yeah, okay. it's, yeah, I mean, uh, Sean Penn, who the hell is he fighting with? I can't. Oh, he was fighting with uh, another gang or something like that. Yeah, and he just takes his gun and fucking chucks it into the river. He's like, I hope that was your favorite gun. Hope you love that gun. <laughs> That was your favorite gun. This, this movie, I mean, the story is pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's solid. It, it's very solid. But it, it, the acting is even better with, I mean, some of my favorites besides Penn, you got Oldman, oh. who is amazing in this movie. One and of his best Ed role. Harris, if you want to talk about underrated actors, yeah. Ed Harris is pretty close to that list, too. Yep. Um, and, and just, and of course, Robin Wright, uh, yeah. not Robin Ed, Wright Penn anymore, right. just it, Robin Wright. That's where they met. They met on that yeah. movie, uh, Robert, R- Robert, Robin Penn. <laughs> no, Robin Wright. Holy shit. But we'll, yeah. We'll get it right. <laughs> but she is, of course, known for Princess Bride. That was her first big movie, Princess yeah. Bride. And of course, the new House of Cards. Yeah, she's it, known for House of Cards, of course. Uh, but back then, man, she was beautiful. In this movie, she looks so young. She still is beautiful. She's huh? very beautiful still. And uh, Penn fell head over heels for her. Mm-hmm. And this is after her the breakup with Madonna, of course, and they end up getting married. Their relationship was kind of it's kind of a weird relationship between the two of them. Don't you agree? Well, I don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah. I think you know more about it than I do. Divorce, and then they hook up again. I mean, they have kids together, so mm-hmm. you know they constantly have to be around each other. Needless to say, uh, but a very strange relationship, and they end up acting with one another a lot after this. They have no problem at all. Being in the same movie together, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, they know each other very well, and they trust each other to work together, and it, it works for them. They do very well together, and they did in this movie. State <clears throat> of Grace is a gem of a film, one that I recommend if you've never seen. You have to go out and get it, see it, love it, just study it. Watch it for the fun of it. I mean, it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah, oh, sure. I mean, Gary Oldman's all over the place in his acting. I mean, he's having a blast. <clears throat> it's probably my favorite role of his. I think so, too. For me, Amy asked me that the other day. She goes, what's your favorite Gary Oldman uh, performance? I'm like, I think it's State of Grace. It's gotta be. It has to be. He has yeah. so much fun with that role. It's, it's really amazing. He's so good. Um, and I want to put the, it's, this is now the third straight movie for John C. Riley with Sean Penn in top they, billing. They like each other. They do, they I just, guess. They work well. They really do. <laughs> it's great though. I mean, and yeah, and uh, Robin and Sean uh, got married in 1996. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'm trying to see here. I think that's a bit for State of Grace. I think I'm done talking about State of Grace. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have okay. Else. Um, I want to mention the Indian Runner is the first movie that Sean Penn will direct. It's a very. It was kind of low budget. It's starring Viggo Mortensen, and Sean Penn directs his ass off in this movie. Um, I think that David Morse did a tremendous job. It's about two brothers, okay? One comes back from Vietnam. He's a renegade, uh, always in trouble with the law. And David Morse plays a straight-laced cop. And he misses his brother. David misses his brother very much. 
And it's just a great film just to see like the two ends of the spectrum where you have this straight-laced guy doing everything by the law. And then you have the brother who's a fuck-up, screw-up. And he ends up killing uh, Dennis Hopper's character. Dennis Hopper is in this movie. He ends up just taking a chair and destroying him, killing him. And at the end of the movie, David Morse, the straight-laced cop brother, decides to let the little brother go. He lets him go across state lines and leave. And there are critics out there that say that this movie is a direct representation of who Sean Penn is as a person. You get the one end, okay, trying to be all straight-laced and do the right thing politically in your life sort of thing. And then you have the renegade beating people up, (laughs) not really following the law. Especially if you have a camera. Yes. So I think that this is what Sean wanted to do with this movie. It's noteworthy. Just to get a little glimpse more into the psyche of Sean Penn. And that's in The Indian Runner. So now we're going to go on to his next film, and that's what? What do you have? Carlito's Way. Me too. Penn doesn't even look like himself at all. He transformed himself. It was a lot of his idea. He wanted the receding hairline. He didn't... He wanted to look like uh, fucking uh, Larry from the Three Stooges, Yes, he did, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he plays the lawyer mm-hmm. of El Pacino. A mob lawyer. Right. Mm-hmm. Crooked lawyer. And uh, uh, the, the one note I have on here is, this is another film by Brian De Palma. Mm-hmm. And he said, apparently he, Penn, demanded like 30 takes of the shot. Yes, I have that too. You have that too? Yes. Where he, uh, he wanted 30 takes of this one shot. Um, it, it's where... He, He's asking Carlito to help him with uh, Tony T's escape or something. Yes. And De Palma wanted to move on. He's just like, <laughs> okay. Yep, we're moving on. We're <laughs> Sean, we're done. <laughs> and Penn was just fucking furious. He wanted like, to keep going. He was fighting with them, yelling them on, on the set, and he's screaming at them. They're like, they, he continued to yell at them in the car. And yeah. then later on, called him up to continue this argument. He, was, he wasn't done yelling he just at him. Didn't, he just had to keep going. He had a lot to say. I think he wanted to punch him, really, but he couldn't. He couldn't punch the director. <laughs> like, if you were holding a camera, you would be dead. Well, he was, but he's a director. He had the camera in front of him, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, it, that part. It, it's like the only time they fought. But yeah. it was... Uh, uh, oh, that's right. The director said that they worked well together. Yeah, obviously, this was the second film they yes. did together. But that was the only time they fought was about that. Yeah. And the funny part is that Penn called him up on the phone later that night to keep yelling at that's him. That's what I just said. I yeah. know, I know. Right? That was like my that? favorite part. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's where I was just like, this is great. Like, I just wanted to point that out again because I like that part. Because, you know, Penn is at home or wherever he was and just like... Stir- that's it. He was stirring. I, I got more to say. I'm not done. <laughs> So, oh, God. Okay, I also have a a cute little tidbit about this movie. According to John Leguizamo, who was in the movie as well, uh, he and Penelope Ann Miller did not get along on set. Right. He claims he got revenge on her by having the wardrobe department take her clothes in an inch so that she had to go on a crash diet. She thought she was gaining weight. Unbelievable. But that's one way to get back at her, right? I guess. (laughs) Cinch up her clothes. I don't know how much I think of him as an actor anyways. He's okay. He's is okay. he, though? Eh. I don't know I, how I much think of he, his he gets the job like. done. You know, he's okay. I don't, he's not one of my favorites, that's for sure. I would hope not. <clears throat> okay, Um, I thought I had a note here about something else, but I think that's all I have. Oh, yes. It was during this time, before this movie, Sean Penn was very adamant on quitting acting. 
he felt that he just couldn't do it anymore. It takes a lot out of you. Uh, I think he, he respects the work, but because it takes so much out of you, and even Gary Oldman mentioned this in, in an interview he gave, and he said that <clears throat> he dived into uh, directing too for a short bit, did a few films. Uh-huh. And he felt that it was, it was so much better, refreshing to be behind the camera instead of being in front of it. And Sean Penn said that it's like driving nails into your head every day. And being a director, you're on the other end, you get to be the hammer. Uh-huh. And, and he felt that he was going to quit acting altogether, but he ended up doing this movie because he wanted to finance his next project, The Crossing Guard, mm-hmm. with Jack Nicholson. He loved Jack Nicholson. He finally had a role for him to do. And this was going to be right up his alley. Jack said, hell yeah, I'll do it. So they collaborated to make The Crossing Guard. Now, I know you've seen it. Uh, Might have been a little while ago. Same for me. But it was powerful. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's about this guy who hits a girl uh, with his car. David Morse's character, big guy. Yeah, uh, in, in his car, he hit the girl, and, killed her. And Jack Nicholson is the father. Yeah, and Morris gets out of jail, mm-hmm. and Nicholson's job is to kill Morris. Yeah, like in the movie, you see Jack, and he's like standing in front of a calendar on the wall, and he has all the you know how you cross Crosses. off the days, and the day that he's supposed to get out of jail, he's got circled like in a big red, you know, because he knows that's the day he's getting out of jail, and he's gonna fucking kill him. Yeah. As soon as he gets out of jail. So that's pretty much what the movie's all about. Uh, Jack trying to get up the courage to kill this guy. But he sees the human side of him as well. and it, Which is interesting because we'll talk about this in the next episode. Yeah. At the very beginning, we're going to talk about Dead Man Walking. Uh-huh. Kind of, con- it's similar. Like, who, Yeah. are, are we going to play God here in ending somebody's life for yes. something that they did in the past? Right. So, <clears throat> that's... There's a similarity, and it, it goes to show, Sean Penn, when he has feelings about something... There's he, strong he, feelings. Yeah, and, and he does projects that he has, you know, he feels that these are important issues, and he's going to do a movie about it, because... Yeah, and in doing so, you know his whole heart is going to be in it, and it's going to give a great film, because of his passion. And he surrounds mm-hmm. himself with just amazing talent. I mean, Jack Nicholson, David Morse, Angelica Houston was also in this movie... Um, and my note here about Sean Penn personally is I feel Penn has an affection for children and it shows in his work. He has a daughter and his claim that she has him wrapped around his finger. He loves his children very much. And he, I think, places into his work that love for his own children. And what would it be like? to lose your child. It would be heart-wrenching and it's something that he feels that could drive his work. And it's in this movie too. I mean, a little girl is killed sure. in this movie. Yeah. So, a very touchy subject for Penn. And uh, we're looking down at our time here and we're going to wrap up this episode and come back with you next episode, part two of Sean Penn. And we're going to touch on dead man walking when we return. So, yeah. Anything you wanted to say before we end this episode? Uh, no, looking forward to part two. Uh, part two is going to be a lot better. more movies to talk about. Yes. And <clears throat> we will be delving into the book that he has written yes. just recently. <clears throat> Lots of things to say there. I think this was a good episode, but I believe our next one is going to be even better. We're going to brush this off and come right back at you 
next episode, Sean Penn Part 2 of The Actors Room. My name's Jeff Trowski. I'm here with my brother Dave. And and, uh, go ahead and remember to visit the website, theactorsroom.lipson.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, and Dave reminded me to tell you that when you go on Facebook, just put in the Actors Room, and I come up. And uh, I also have a Twitter account, at Actors Room, be up there. <clears throat> Leave comments. Even yeah. if it's bad, just start a conversation. Be like, hey, you're way off on this, yeah. or you missed that. Yeah, it's be- good to know these things because you know. Yeah, that's it, what Facebook is great for. Just leave a comment, like yeah, a quick little like, comment. You know, mention someone else you'd like to hear about or who we should touch on. I know there's so many fucking actors and actresses that we could do. Directors, even if. Yeah, you know. a performer, a entertainer. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, it'd be nice to get feedback of some sort. So fucking just. You know, <laughs> Dave's pissed. Fucking so am I. And uh, before we end this episode, I do want to thank the support that I have out there. Although there aren't people leaving comments as we would like, there are people listening. Uh, my numbers are going up and I will break a thousand downloads this month. It's nice. not even the 20th. Hey, great. So I even have 11 more days to crush that thousand downloads. So keep on listening. Look up those older episodes. I actually listened to uh, Lawrence Olivier <laughs> episode it's a couple of days ago. And- is someone um when <laughs> okay when Jeff was telling me like uh I asked who you're gonna do next with during that time you're like Lawrence Olivier and I said dude don't <laughs> I'm like no one's gonna give a shit no it's gonna you care know? man um you and, might care and, but and no. that's just because I don't know a lot about him myself and I was just like why would I didn't you, think man? it would be very interesting but it turned out to be one of my favorites because I really didn't know much about him and he's fascinating yeah Great and guy. I learned a lot it's good stuff yeah so. Just a reminder that there's so many other episodes out there that you can look up at the actors' room, and you know Morgan Freeman for some reason is not that popular. Check really? out Morgan Freeman. What? It's my least popular episode. Do you believe that? Not really. The Cleveland Browns have more hits than Morgan Freeman. Okay. So that's fucked Please up. go back. Check out Morgan Freeman. Meryl Streep. <clears throat> I did. Uh, that was a really good one. So yeah. please do that. Support the show even more. And I will leave you with this. Put in that movie tonight, one that makes you feel happy. You know, brush off the day. Put a movie in, kick up your feet, pour yourself a drink or two or three, and enjoy the (laughs) evening. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Have a good one.